we know that Bible is the word of God in which God communicates with people. It's a tool that we use in our daily life. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Rich Rodowski. And I'm Emily Wilson. And today we have a special episode where you, Rich, went to where? Yeah, I was privileged to be given a couple of months away uh, by Lutheran Bible Translators to go to Botswana for doctoral research and to go back and live in the village I used to live in with my family. Yeah and talk to a lot of folks, and uh, especially the translators on the Shikalahari Project, and one of those is uh, Ponso Masue, who we're going to talk to today. And tell us a little bit about Ponso. Ponso is a deaconess in the Lutheran Church, mm-hmm. and she came to the project uh, back in 2011. At that time, my family and I were new in the country, and the, the project had a committee that was starting to publicize the project, wanted us to go from place to place, and wanted somebody to help me with language learning. So they asked the Lutheran Church if they would suggest uh, any candidates to do that. They put forward a couple of candidates who applied, and ultimately we brought Ponzo on board. So she joined us in 2011 and started by just working with me, doing a little uh, translation and language learning. And then when the project got into the the mode to actually begin the the production part of Bible translation, they kept her on as a Bible translator. So you're going to be listening in with this interview, but just a quick couple of notes here. So if I remember correctly, English is not her first language. Her second language, is it her third language? Yes, English is her third language, right? Yeah. The mother tongue, uh, first language is Shikalahari, uh, Mm -hmm. the language of the Bible translation, and then Setswana is a language spoken Throughout Southern Africa, it's a, a national language in Botswana. Right. And then English is what she's conducted the interview in, but yeah. not her first language. And, okay, so also because just a, a word of, you know, warning or like a little disclosure, you were on the road, so not the studio mics necessarily. All so right. you're going to hear all of the environment sounds. Yeah, yeah. This is this interview was done in the house I live in in the village, and yeah. rural villages in Botswana are noisy. So all those sights and sounds, I'm talking with a, a little bit of a different accent so that Ponso can understand me, because American English is not easy for most people to understand, honestly, mm-hmm. who aren't native speakers. And then uh, listen in as Ponso shares a little bit about her involvement and the work of the Shikalahari Bible Translation Team. All right. Welcome to you, Ponzo. Okay, thank you. Okay. Tell us about how you found out about the Bible Translation Project, why you applied to work for the project. Okay. The first time I found about this project, it was when I was in Maul. After completing my course for diploma for theology, I was just there in Maul, voluntarily in our congregation at Truth of Rehabilitation Center. And that time I was just alone. I was just, I was not waking. And uh, it comes through our head office for our church, Lutheran Church. It was sent to the to all deans in our church. That time the general the general secretary sent it to the 
all the congregations. So my dean at that time, Moyambo, called me and told me that there is an advertisement for for a post in Shakalahar Bible translation. As I know you are Shakalahar speaker, maybe you can come and try your luck. So I went there to the church and I take all the the papers, all the which was advertised, then I went home, then I applied for for the for the job. I think it was 2009 when I applied for the for a job. Then I sent it through the head office. I I have to fax to to the general secretary of ELCB. Then I waited, but it took quite lot. It could took long time yeah. for them to respond me. I keep on asking. Ah, why is there that? Why is when are you going to call us for the interview, or they, or they have already found someone working in Kalahat Bible translation? And say no, it's still on the process. They will tell you when is the right time. So I applied 2009. 2009, I waited. 2010, then 2011, I think September. It was on September or August. Somebody phoned me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was me. Yeah. Yeah. It was Richard Rudeski <laughs> told me that we are calling for the interview for Shakalahat Bible translation. Oh, I was uh, very excited to hear that. Mm. So, because I was in the middle of something, but he allowed me to do what I did. Then I, I came for the interview. Then I came for the interview here in Cam. I was interviewed by him and the, the late Reverend Lukutlan, who was the AC advisory committee member at that time. Mm -hmm. After I was doing the oral interview and the written interview, then the next day I went to Mau. So they told me that we will call you afterwards if we find that you are a suitable person to we, we we have selected to the to the project then i went back to mau with a hope that they would call me back so i waited maybe for for two weeks after two weeks they called me to come and report to work then i came to come 2011 september to start with my work all right Talk about the Bible and its importance in your life. <laughs> the importance of Bible yeah. into my life. Mm -hmm. As Christian, we know that Bible is the word of God in which God communicates with people. And the Bible is a very important tool in every Christian. Every Christian is a, is a tool that we use in our daily life. Because we communicate through, we communicate, we communicate with God through Bible. We read the scriptures. We read the comforting verse. It comforts us when we face difficulties in our life. When we find that we face difficulties in our life, 
we read Bible to comfort us. Like as I quoted from from Second Corinthians chapter one verse three, the Bible comforts us. It it brings us close to God. Also, the Bible is lead us to repentance. Mm -hmm. As we know, the Christians, we turn to God or how we live or our formerly lives. Mm -hmm. We turn to God through reading some scriptures that will lead us to repentance. Mm -hmm. Also, it gives us courage. Yeah. Uh, it encourages us when we face obstacles in our life. We know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He's our Redeemer. He protects us against all evils. Also, the Bible guides us. It leads us to the way of God, how we should live, the principles of Christians, how Christians should live. Like I say, it guides us. As Christians, sometimes there are some way we fall or we the devil wants us to take us from the way. Mm -hmm. But when we read the Bible, it leads us to the way of God. Yeah. And that this is the way we should live as Christians. Also, it is a tool that each and every Christian should have. Mm -hmm. It defend us from all the evils of this world. Also, the Bible, it reconciles us with God. Yeah. As we read the Bibles, as you may be having, or you have troubles at home, you have some argument, you have, uh, at church, you have some argument, we, we, we refer to Bible. Always as a Christian, our tool is Bible. That's where we we find guidance. That's where we find reconciliation. Okay, that's very true. So uh, then, obviously, the Bible is important to you, and that's why you want to help your people have it in their own language. Yeah, yeah, yeah to read it in 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 the language of their heart, right? So that they can understand it deeply. Yeah. how God communicate with them. Yeah, so then um, you came to the project, and uh, at the beginning, of course, you assisted me on some things, and then when it was time to begin translation, we made you a translator in the project as well. Mm -hmm. when, that, when we got to that point, what was challenging for you as the project was just beginning? At the beginning of the project? Yeah. The first challenge was the, the, the language. Mm -hmm. the, the language is Yeah. Because as we know that Jakalakan is a, it was only a spoken language. Yeah. It was not a written language. So it was challenging. How I didn't even know how to, to write it. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to read it. But through practice and uh, my eagerness to, to, to learn Jakalakati, I was able to to face those challenges. Yeah. So in a language that's never been written down before, how do you how do you write it down? What do you do to learn that? Okay. Uh, our language, as I said, it is not a it is not a written language. It was a spoken language. But there were some experts that Dr. Manaka and others who are working in the university, they tried their all their effort to 
put an orthography of Shekharakari. Mm. So the first orthography of Shekharakari, though there were some, some words that Bakarakari couldn't agree with them, that way, at that time when I was starting the, in this project, we need to look at them and, and change them. At the time, time to time when we started the project, we have to change some of the orthography. We have to make some correction where it was possible. Okay. Mm. So mm. as you do this type of work, you become an expert in your language, and then you go around and talk to people about their own language, and you become sort of an ambassador for it. So when you go around to different villages and talk about the work of the translation, how do people receive you? Mm -hmm. the, best, the first interesting work that I will never forget is that when I, it was 20, 2012, when we when I was still doing this project, we recorded the, the Christmas story for in Chekalakan. Mm -hmm. So it was our first try to 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 see whether Chekalakan will work to people. So we pro, you produce some CDs mm -hmm. and you just read to people. When I was I, I didn't even know that you were giving it to people. Okay. Uh, so when I came back from the holidays, I heard many people, we heard you speaking in the, in the, in the CDs, ah, Shekhalakadi is nice, <laughs> look how our Shekhalakadi, it was now spoken, it can be written, it can be all those sort of stories, and people were very excited. Yeah. I remember one, one man, he's the head man at the Hapayana, that man came to me, I said, Ah, I, I, I heard the the CD, and I heard the voice, but it was very, very nice. And I remember again, other time we were at Budibe, mm -hmm. and one of my colleague was one my colleague was reading mm -hmm. the Shakalakadi, and the man who was sitting there, she was nearly to cry because he was the first to hear mm -hmm. Shakalakadi being written, being be read in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. 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 So when you you get that chance to let people hear for the first time from the Bible, what's your favorite story about that? Somebody that's hearing it for the first time. Yeah, like I say, the, the that's the one. The 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 cozy from from yeah. Papa Nyana. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was very excited that that, that man. He said, Ah, we are going there. I I I didn't know that Shakalahad can be even. Put in, written and be written even in the Bible. Right. I I managed I, I, when I hear I was first to hear the the, the 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 recording. It was very beautiful in my. It was sound nice in my ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that you're coming close to the completion of the New Testament, what are some of the challenges that you still face to to get it finished and published? Mm, the challenges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one challenge that we all know, the global challenge, mm -hmm. is, called, is COVID. Mm -hmm. That is the challenge that we faced. Because I think by now, maybe we could talk, talk now, holding our Shakalaka Bible in our, in, our, in our hands. But due to the COVID and due to, we couldn't do other things. We have to go for the lockdowns. We have to do other things, and we we and we have to to adapt to the new normals, and that things also affected the the the, the, the process. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Other other challenge is the is the literacy. Mm-hmm. As you know that some people only speak Karahati, but they could not read it and write it. As we know that even even now every um, some people have their own way of writing Shakalahati. Mm-hmm. So may, that will be the challenges when when they see the Shakalahati that we have we have written in the in the Bible, they will say no. That is not the way how us write it or how because every person has its own his or her own way of, of writing Shakalaka. Okay. So you mentioned the late uh, Dean Lakutlani, mm-hmm. who was there at the beginning of the project back in 2010, and he said, It has always been my dream, even when I was in theological college, that one day my own people, the Bakalahari, could have the scriptures in their own language. So for me, this is a golden opportunity to do that. So when you think about some of those founding fathers, like uh, Dima Kutlani or Marudi Karikheta and others who have uh, gone on now to be with the Lord, but the, the project is getting close to publishing the New Testament. How does it feel to be part of, mm-hmm. of making that dream come true? Ah, those founding fathers play a huge role in, our, in this project. Their aim was to hold the Karakari Bible into their language, into into their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you remember the story in the Bible when Simon, when baby Jesus was brought to to Simon mm-hmm. for the first time, Simon was very happy and he said, I have received the salvation, God's salvation. Right which was prepared in the sight of all people. I think those forefathers also, they have received that salvation mm-hmm. that was prepared before all people. They have received what they have, though they are not in our life, yeah. but I think oh, the generation after them, they will receive that light mm-hmm. and they will continue to walk on that light. Their patience, their perseverance, their eagerness in this project is a very great reward. Yeah, for sure. So when you think about the the launch event, which will come sometime in the, the near future, hopefully, have you thought about what it will be? How do you picture it? Sometime I, 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 when, I'm, when I'm alone, I can just shut my eyes and say, hey, I imagine a huge crowd mm. coming from all over Botswana, from Shakawe, from all, from from Hukunti up to Maung, coming here to witness the, the Shakarahat Bible and to testify to people that this is, this is the reality. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Yeah. So as we think about your ongoing work and ministry, how can the folks listening to this program be praying for you? I think this work is not easy, as people think. We sacrifice our time, we sacrifice everything, and it is hard because now you are, you are, you are doing the work that at the end of the day is not yours is for benefit of all people mm-hmm. is benefit for the people of god it has to bring people 
closer to God. Mm-hmm. So, as you know that women, as women beings, we have some weakness. Sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you get angry. Sometimes you 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 you, you say, ah, I forgive up. I don't want. I can quit this job. I don't want to be doing it again. Yeah. But I, they can pray for me that I should always be there because this is the calling from God. Mm. God, I think. God called us for, 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 for this job. Mm. He called us to do his work and take his work to people. So God is using us in this, in, in this project. So they should always pray for us so that we can, even when we face those, those sometimes we are far from our families, sometimes we are far from our kids. So that God will strengthen us and carry on on his mission. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's a privilege to pray for you and to be working with you. So thank you for your time today with us and uh, God's blessings. Okay, thank you. So that was an awesome interview with Ponzo. And I just love her just being real about all like along the way. It was not an overnight like, oh, you know, I applied and then voila, like I am suddenly on the team and it's going so great. Like there have been so many steps along the way of like, here, I'm going to submit my application. And that like a couple of years passed before like actually culminating and the team coming together and you reaching out and COVID, (laughs) you know, there's, there's so many elements that it's beyond the, the control of, you know, just a team member and Honso saying like, you know, please pray for me, you know, that, you know, the commitment to the program, but also that God's word might be in the, the people, their language, you know, Shikalahari speakers are hungry for God's word. And, you know, just that persistence, just that perseverance. I loved hearing that. Yeah, listening in again also, it was was really meaningful to hear. Just, you know, put it out there explicitly that this is work we do and we do it for other people. Mm -hmm. It's not just something that is for myself and to benefit myself. And so that comes with a a different set of challenges and and a certain level of commitment that that she certainly has shown through the project and its life. Yeah, and so we just want to encourage you all to keep Shikalahari Bible Translation Program, like all of those efforts in your prayers. And if you're interested in learning more about the program, you can go to lbt.org and you'll find an opportunity to see the programs and you'll find Shikalahari in that list. So do want to encourage you all find the program pray for us pray for the team and uh, we we love you guys thank you for listening to the essentially translatable podcast brought to you by lutheran bible translators look for past episodes at lbt.org podcast or on your favorite podcast platform follow lutheran bible translators social media channels on facebook instagram or twitter or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the bible translation movement and put god's word in their hands The Essentially Translatable podcast was produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was created by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Lyons. 
Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Richard Oski. So long for now.